Okay, so tonight has been a night of technical difficulties. <laughs> no. I'd say. Yeah, we everything going this time. We nice. are in a secure internet connection now. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so me and Adam are here, and I thought this would be a really good topic to invite Adam on. And um, do you want to ex- uh, introduce your sister? Yeah, uh, my sister is, um, I thought she'd be a good one to have on because she's had a lot of uh, recent experiences or more recent experiences than I have. Um, Mine are kind of old and her name is Alicia. Um, She lives in San Antonio. She's out here in California visiting. Um, So here's Alicia. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, Amy, you want to tell everybody what we're going to be talking about? Well, we are going to be talking about paranormal activities, um, everything from whatever you want to call them, ghosts, spirits. Um, uh, I don't know. There's different names, but, um, you know, if you believe in them or you've had experiences that made you think, um, definitely um, this is a, a topic that's worth listening to because, um, I mean, you can just go on for days and, and you know, you know, deep down inside, you cannot deny any experiences you've ever had. You know, people might call you crazy. People might call you whatever, but I know people of every walk of life, whether they be, um, atheist, uh, they believe in an afterlife. So, um, definitely why not, you know, have those experiences. So you just acknowledge them, you know? Awesome. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? Do you want to tell us about your, um, what you researched? Oh, okay. Um, well, um, I'll, I'll let Leisha do a little more of the explaining. I'll kind of inter- introduce it, but, um, we actually had an experience. We had, um, uh, a few years ago at a, a nephew's graduation and it was a rental that my family had gotten. And, um, I went and I met them there and we didn't end up staying there. And, um, when I had left, um, I had left really sick when I went into this house, um, got to the state of Oklahoma just fine. And when I went into this house, um, I just got sicker than a dog. I ended up getting a really bad, um, like flu, um, where I had to get, you know, antibiotics and stuff, but my eye literally swelled shut. It was just like an awful experience. And the house was really cold in certain rooms, but I didn't really experience too much other than I got really sick. So after I had left, I had got a phone call from, uh, uh, my sister, Alicia, that's right here. And she explained to me some happenings that had happened and my mouth just dropped open. It was like, I felt like I, it was just like one of those things that like I got sick and it kind of saved me from having, you know, those experiences because I definitely wasn't open into some of these experiences. Um, I definitely don't like to have them. Um, but I have had them in the past. So this was definitely, um, I think meant for Alicia to experience and kind of open her eyes to, you know, um, what, what goes on, but, uh, it just was, it, it'll just blow you away with the history that we found in this house. Okay. So, go so ahead, Alicia. Oh, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to ask a question really quick. Um, so where was this and is there a name for this place just so everybody can know about it, research or whatever. Okay. Well, I'll let Alicia do the details because she's okay. the one who rented it. Okay. Okay. So 
it was back in uh, late, it was December, 2016. I rented Airbnb because we were going to have the family get together. So I wanted something that where you could all stay. So this, this, this place had five rooms. It was the biggest place available, you know, for that weekend through, um, it was a mansion. From, yeah, it was called the mansion and it's in Oklahoma city. And, um, I was like, wow, it's, you know, the price was good and the lady was really nice and everything. So we got there and I texted her and she said, Oh, what time are you going to be in? And I was like, Oh, um, we're driving from Texas. So I said, uh, I'll let you know about the time. And she's like, I said, so do you want me to text you about a half hour when we're almost there? She's like, Oh no, just 15 minutes. And she said it just like that. And I was like, Oh, weird. So anyways, uh, we, as we pull into it, it's a 12 acre, um, off of not a very busy road. Um, and you could see the house and stuff and it was, it was old, but it was very nice. And the pictures were great. So we pull in and they've used it by the way, for venue, for, um, um, for weddings or wherever funerals or whatever they've had just this stuff there, weird different things there. So anyways, we pull in and we saw me and my brother, we look and we saw somebody upstairs. I thought, Oh, the lady's turning on the lights, probably making sure everything's on for us and whatnot. And then we parked and we go and we open and she's already downstairs and she opens the door and we're like, Oh, that's weird. And I said, this is a really nice house. She's like, yeah. I said, this, it's kind of a little bit like dated and creepy. And she just kind of laughed and, and, uh, and she's just like, yeah, well, you know, it has a lot of history. It's been here since the thirties. And she's like, uh, the doctor that um, actually owned this, she said, he is actually buried just not about a mile down the road. And I was like, oh, tell, her, tell her what the, his name was. Oh, his name was, um, um, Dr. Wyatt Hardy Slaughter. Funny, right? Get that slaughter. slaughter. So <laughs> it's like, oh, but he went by Dr. Hardy because his last name was kind of weird. But anyways, he is a doctor. He was the first doctor in Oklahoma, a black doctor. I mean, that they're kind of, we're, we're, you know, prejudiced there, you know? And he, I mean, he really did a lot for the community. He was an entrepreneur. He was a philanthropist. He um, helped build a lot of clinics over there and people really welcomed him. I guess he was from Arkansas or something. Anyways, he built it. It was, it was like I said, a five bedroom house, really nice basement, um, two story plus an attic on top. So it's almost like four stories. And um, just anyways, it give you the creeps kind of it was like nice. But anyways, hurry, she heard the lady hurry up and left. And so we get there and we're talking and we're settling and everybody's getting going to the rooms and whatnot. And and um, my sister, Suzanne, she's like, oh, here's a room. I'll stay over here. I said, no, come stay in this room with me. And I don't know. It was really weird because it was a queen bed, even though we had all these beds. I was like, stay with me. And I had this weird feeling. So she does or whatever. And we're like, all right, cool. So the next day we, I remember her, we, we stayed up late, but then we, no, oh yeah, she had a, she had a hard time sleeping and um, she, she left some medicine downstairs and she, I had fallen asleep and she was too afraid to go downstairs <laughs> to go get it. And I'm like, you should, you should have woke me up. And I said, I probably had some medicine or I would have came with you. And she's like, it's just really weird. The place had mirrors everywhere. It was really well decorated, but it was just an eerie feeling. So the next day everybody went and did stuff and it was just me and my sister came in. Which and sister? we were talking, my sister, um, Suzanne. Oh, okay. There's six of us. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're sorry. <laughs> we were waiting for our, our other sister. We're talking and all of a sudden I hear music and the music was like distant. You couldn't tell what kind of music it was. It wasn't like hard rock. It wasn't like anything like that, but you couldn't tell it was just old music from a distance. And I kind of got quiet from talking and we listened and then it was like, it went away. And I was like, whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, it's a, a car passing by, but I forgot we're, we're like into this little this, I think that it was 12 acres of a, of a, like a, not, it's not a plantation, but it's like a 12 acres of land. So it was pretty far in there. The driveway was, it had, it was gated and it was far, far in back. there. So it was far back. You couldn't hear anything. So I was like, that's really weird. And Oklahoma's quiet anyways. So anyways, the next day we had a similar experience. We came in with my other sister, Jeannie from the store 
Suzanne, my sister, goes upstairs to talk to her husband. And my sister, Jeannie, and I were sitting there again. And we're talking. And I hear music again. And I thought, oh, it's probably Susie. Did she hear it? Up, yeah, she heard it. We both stopped and we listened. And I was, oh, it was probably Susie's music. You know, sometimes her, you know, if she calls somebody or somebody calls her, her music comes on from her phone to for her ring. And anyways, when she got downstairs, she's like, no, that wasn't me. She's like, he, you know, I had called him. She's like, so nobody called me. And I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> so what kind of music? You was couldn't it? tell it was like a distance, like muffled almost, but like far away. Like, di- I don't know. Like just, in a wall. Yeah, it, it was it was like from another room. Yeah, actually. Now, now, mind you, she has no idea of the history of this house at this time about Dr. Slaughter or yeah. anything. Because she didn't call him. She just said the she, doctor. Yeah, she, I had no names. Yeah, no nothing. She knew nothing about the house. Okay. I, so I did all my research later on. So anyways, we go in and we're doing our thing. And we had left to go to casino to meet my nephew and surprise him and stuff. And so we, we got home early and uh, I had I realized I didn't have the keys to the house. And so we were sitting at the gate to get the keypad to get in through the entrance just to get in. We were sitting there, my my three sisters, or us three, my other two sisters, and we're looking at the house. And, and it's funny because it was the way it was lit. It was kind of strange. And we were talking about scary things. And my sister, Jeannie, she's like, oh, this is so weird. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, Susie was talking about an experience that she had. And she's like, Jeannie, get your hand off me. And I looked at her and I, cause I was in the driver's spot and Jeannie's in the back seat. And Suzanne's like, Jeannie, get your hand off me. And Jeannie's hanging out the window, taking pictures. She wasn't even near her head. Somebody touched. Susie's somebody was head. touching her. She's like, somebody's touching my head. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, so that, was, that was out in the car. Yeah, that was out in the car. And then when you when you come in the trees at night, it was almost like you could see faces. And I'm, I'm not like you can make anything out of trees at night. That's not scary. So the, this is the weird part. Every time you would go and come, it was like you once you entered the property, it was like a heavy feeling. And it wasn't like. Like a hurting feeling or anything, but it was like a heaviness is all I can describe it. So uh, we have different, you know, things happening. So we were gone and not gone and and. um there was lots of fun going on and partying and stuff and actually some drinking going on from some of my siblings and stuff, you know, but I don't drink. So I wasn't drunk or anything like that, but they were, and I was just like, okay, this is weird. And there was like just a different feeling of contention almost in the air too. But nobody was fighting, but nobody was fighting. It was so weird. And it was just like, and I kept asking, do you guys feeling weird? And they're like, this is, yeah, it's cold and it's cold. And it was winter time, but it was like extra cold. Yeah. And it, some rooms were worse than others. Yeah. I went upstairs when I wasn't feeling good. I went to go lay down after dinner. I ate just fine. And all of a sudden I started getting really, really sick. And, and my impression was like, was to leave. I kept having this feeling like I need to leave. And it was weird. I went to lay down and try to let that feeling pass. And I went up to this room and, and I told my friend, Nick, come sit up there with me. You know, I'm, I'm going to lay down. I'm starting to get the chills. So I'm laying down and this room is just, I mean, it is just beyond cold. I mean, the whole house was, you know, pretty cold but not this room was particularly like frozen so once I got up there I you know couldn't get any rest at all and I'm just like let's go let's leave I we need to leave let's go um you know wherever we're gonna go stay um a few miles away so we didn't end up staying in the house but Alicia had called me and told me uh these experiences and about how um you know it just all these scary things that they were seeing and, and feeling and then when she did the research on the house, that's what threw me. So if you want to get to that part, Alicia. Yeah. So um, one of the things that happened, my sister Suzanne was leaving and she needed me to take her to the airport. And so I took her to the airport. It was like still dark outside. And so I, everybody else is asleep in the house. So I leave and I drop her off at the airport and I'm 
listening to my music and I'm happy and stuff. And then I enter again to get into the property and it was like a heaviness and it was starting to get light, but it wasn't fully light outside. And it was just this feeling. And I remember being scared, getting the scared feeling. And I just opened the door, unlocked it, ran, locked it back up and ran upstairs to the room and then was up for a while reading. And then I finally fell asleep for a few more hours till everybody else got up. But it was just like, I didn't like being alone. And then, and then that night or that later on that day, we went to dinner. And when we came back, we smelled gas, like, like, um, from a stove. Yeah. And so my sister-in-law is a nurse Mm -hmm. and she's like, let's open everything. So we opened everything and cleared it out. So we started playing a game on the, at the table, a card game. And I just, I could not focus. I couldn't focus, you know, half of everybody was gone, but there were still like five of us there and I couldn't focus. And I was just like, this is freaky. And I told my brother, I said, I feel like there's something and I, I, and they couldn't, they kept seeing me walk around and I would like, I went to go lock the door. I thought we didn't lock the door and I locked it. And then there's these mirrors everywhere and it scared me. And there's a back um, stairway and my, my, my brother's like, oh my gosh, you drum, you jumped. I thought you were going to hit the ceiling. You jumped so far. I said, cause well, she came from the back stairway going upstairs and I saw something through the mirror in black cause she was wearing black, but it was scared me. And so I jumped and I was just couldn't calm down. Well, I finally sat down and my brother's like, maybe there's something wrong with your kids. You should text or call them. And so I was texting my kids and everybody's fine. My husband's fine. Everybody's good, you know? And, and I'm like, huh? And then um, my daughter said, I'm just getting these weird feelings like something's going on here. I said, there is weird. This house is just really old and maybe it's haunted or something. And, she, and my daughter, so she calls me on the phone and she's like, mom, and my, my, and is everything okay? And, I, and they're like, hey, get off the phone. This is supposed to be adult time and all this stuff. And I'm just like, so I talked to her for just a minute. And then I got off the phone with her. And the moment that I got off the phone with her, I just started crying. And it was like something on me was so heavily and that I just it just finally was like leaving me because I was crying. Like it just, I don't know. It was just, it was, it scared the holy crap out of me. And to be honest, I've always loved supernatural stuff and I've always wanted an experience, but that was above any experience I never wanted to. So I changed my flight. I was supposed to leave later on that, that next day. I changed my flight to leave really early in the morning just so I can leave that place because I did not want to be there anymore. I remember not sleeping that night. I stayed up I left the lights on. I've never slept with the lights on before. I was trying to, you know, pray and do different things to, to calm me down. And it calmed me down a little bit, but not a lot. The minute we left, again, the minute we left the property, I was fine. We get to the airport and I was really tired because I hadn't slept that much and it was early. And I was just like thinking about everything. And I'm like, am I crazy? That what I felt, I felt like I was crazy. And so, uh, but let's fast forward. We get home. I tell my husband and he kind of looks at me like, okay, Crazy. <laughs> um, my <laughs> nephew who lives there, who we want for the party, he, he, um, recently became a lawyer and he had heard from his uncle who was a detective there. He goes, Oh, I heard they had a little party for you. You know, your other side of the family. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you guys didn't stay in that mansion. Did you? He's like, Oh yeah, that old mansion or whatever. And he's like, you didn't hear the history on that. Did you? And, and he's like, what history? And he's like, no, there was one of the, this a pretty heinous crime that happened there. And I was like, and I thought he was lying because he likes to tease me a lot. And so he's three-way calling with my brother that had experiences there. And he goes, uh, hey, he's like, um, no, he's like, there was a lady who was kidnapped. She was taken there. She was raped. She was tortured there. She wasn't killed there, though. They took her to a lake and they drowned her there. And they kept her kids in one room because she had kids with her when they kidnapped her. And they took her out to the barn, but then they took her back and they would left her upstairs in the attic room, in the attic area. And um, I think they put music on to cover everything. And I thought he was lying. He's like, no, Auntie Leisha. He's like, look, 
So I went looking and I found all the information. It's on the internet. Okay. I'm getting chills right now. I just have to tell you that because I have goosebumps. So, okay. Yeah. So it was, believe me, I was like freaking out because I was like thinking I was going crazy because once I felt fine when I was home, you know, and I'm, and I just started looking up the stuff because you can only get so much information. So I, it's funny because the lady who, um, I talked with through the Airbnb, the one who opened the door for us and different stuff. I asked, she said, how was everything? And I said, everything was great. You know, I said, so is, does anything happen here? She's like, is any other weird, is anything weird happened here? And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I didn't want to say anything to her. I wanted to see if she would tell me anything. And of course she didn't want to tell me anything. Yeah. What weird experiences? And I said, well, so when we got home, another thing, my brother, cause he lives in Texas. I flew home to Utah cause that's where we were living at the time. And, um, my, his sister-in-law that was there with her boyfriend, they were telling that we, they all had different experiences. My brother and his wife are the one who ended up leave. Cause I, I left early. He said, I'll, I'll clean up, make sure everything's go. We'll check out for you. And I'm like, cool. So he said, he went into the, to the, to the bathroom that of the room that we were staying in and he was taking a shower and he was listening to his, his phone with all the music and it's all um, downloaded music. So it's not like a radio or whatever. And he heard like, it was like, it sounded like staticky was coming over, like somebody was talking through it. He was saying it was really mm-hmm. weird. He, he told me all this later on. And then there was a, a bathroom across the way where my sister-in-law goes, she's like, yeah, she's like, there was a bit, it's a huge bathroom and it had a big stool, like a leather stool. And she said, she looked at it and it looked like somebody like stood up. You know how it looks like when you sit down and then when somebody stands up, she saw something, something like come yeah. up, like somebody's just got up from sitting, but there was nobody there. Yeah. And then my brother's wife said, and we were all comparing stories. We had no idea this all happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. She said there was a handprint. You know how you take a shower and there's, um, it gets all fogged up and everything. There was a handprint that came like, and then it would disappear. It disappeared right away. Okay. That sounds like a crazy I know. That's what I said. (laughs) If we started, we did not all talk until later because they left early and then I left. And then when my nephew called us and stuff and I was just like, but see, I said, but if nobody died there, I said, why is it like that? That's where she was tortured. That, but she was tortured. So maybe, you know, I don't know. What, from all the things that I've read, I just think it's a lot of have to have to do with the, you yeah. know, the guy that's what's killed, happened there. The guy that killed her did get the chair. He did get the, um, yes. maybe it's him. I don't know. Maybe he got the, maybe. he got the, he got the um, lethal inje- injection, uh, death penalty in 2003. Yes. He, it, it's so weird because after looking at it, it, this guy and his cousin, they um, wanted to kidnap somebody and they wanted to hold him for ransom. She will come to find out she was a lady who was just getting out of teaching aerobics class, had her two little kids with her. He came in and he, you know, of course, jumped in the back seat with her kids and her little kids are 18 months and, and what, four years old or something. And they're kind of looking like, who is this? Well, they take her back there and they thought she maybe she had money, but she didn't have any money. She was divorced. And, um, but they did, they, um, it was him and his cousin who, I think they were on drugs at the time too. And he had a girlfriend that lived there. And then her nephew was there who was like 15 or 16 and they all raped her, not the girl, but they made her do all this different stuff and they tortured her and back to back. And, um, you wonder what happened to her kids. Well, she begged for her kid's life. Will you take them to their babysitter? They ended up taking them to the babysitter's um, neighborhood. And they um, let the kids go. The kids were like, what? And the, some of the kids in the neighborhood like, hey, we know you get babysat right here. What are you doing? Somebody they ripped and went off. So these two guys took the girl and they were going to let her go. 
and they took her and they were trying to make sure she didn't really have money. So they hogtied her, took her to um, a lake over in, over in Seminole, Oklahoma. So I think it's like 30 minutes from the area. And um, they hogtied her, they said, and um, they told her, well, we'll let you go after a minute. And then they just said, oh my gosh, she, she knows what we look like. So they went ahead and they held her down and they drowned her. And she was like, was surprised because she thought she was going to get let go after all that torture and everything. And they killed her. Well, they pulled her body out after they threw her in a ravine and they covered it. And um, when he, when they went to court this part, there's this part that I read and that he, he says that after he was walking away, he heard like a eerie scream, abnormal scream, like a non, like, 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 yeah. Like, and and it scared the crap out of him was what he said, you know, but of course the court's like, okay, whatever. It was like a blood curling scream that he heard. Cause he, didn't he say he was going to try to go back for her body? Yeah. But she was alive. Yeah. Some, the courts didn't buy it, but it was a very strange story. Uh, But it was weird how, you felt this. I wasn't there to experience much, but I kind of felt it and how I got so sick and I was fine on the whole oh, trip. That's another thing. My brother, they all got really sick. I got, I didn't, I wasn't sick, but um, they got really sick. My brother got a real bad um, flu. A, yeah, yeah. Well, it was chance. a respiratory. It turned into a respiratory. So I, for him. I was the first one to get it then. Cause I yeah. came home with, with I it. mean, you could say, you could pass it off as, Oh, we all had the flu or something. You know, of course I didn't get sick, but everybody else pretty much got sick. And it was just, the scariest thing. And I, I, I want to say ever since then, I've been more in touch with that. And I experienced a few other things, but none as scary as that. Yeah. So um, the research is um, many of that is on the internet. And um, Jeremiah, my nephew, who's the lawyer, he actually went to the county records and got more information on it um, that it's not even on the internet. And when we looked at it, and Alicia was sending me photos and and internet links, it just blew me away. I was like, oh my gosh, thank God I didn't stay there and spend the night. I mean, I could imagine what experience I would have had. Okay, so now I've got to, you know, I've when I get off the phone with you guys, I've, I've got to look at everything. Okay. I've got to go and research this stuff. Okay, yeah, we'll send it all to you. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, you yeah. Should, you should. Research is the best thing that they could come out with, but they're, it's only limited. And But the other, the other guy who was involved, the cousin, he got life in prison, but the other one did get death. Yeah. So, so do you guys remember like the year? Yes, nineteen eighty-five, August of nineteen eighty-five. Oh, yeah, and he was. It was in the eighties. Yes. I thought. I thought was thinking like I was picturing like the eighteen hundreds. Oh no, or no. no. So, it was more recent. Well, so what? This is what I think. So the house is really nice, but I think that um, what happened is through the years, once they all died, the family died, and they sold it off. You know, things get run down, and not everybody can afford to put them up. So they probably. Those people rented it for a short time. You still don't know what happened in between then. You know, they, they can seal records if somebody died, depending on the state. They can conceal records of if it's been, they're trying to make it a lie. I think if, if there was like drugs and meth, like made in that area, because they consider it chemically dangerous and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of years. There could have been other stuff that happened, but that was the major one that, that stood out that everybody knew about. Did and it, I didn't know. Didn't Aaron or someone say they saw someone standing at a window too as well? Oh. One other thing. Oh my gosh. That night before, when, before I started busting out crying and I don't, I'm not a crier, by the way. Um, my nephew's like, Auntie Leisha, we just came back. He's like, that window up in the attic is open. And I'm like, you're just going to lock me out because it's dark here. And he's like, no, I promise I won't do that. Auntie Leisha, just look. And I went outside and I looked and it was open. Nobody else was there. The Nobody attic. else had a key. It was, attic. it was the attic. And I, from what I read from the records, I think that's where they kept her a lot of the times. They would, between outside and the garage. Oh, that's creepy. I know. I know. And so it was like, <laughs> I don't know. And they talk, it's funny, um, I, when I looked it up again, because I couldn't remember the guy's name. 
So I went and looked it up again just the other day, and um, they were saying they just induced it into the um, historical what is it, society. Is that what they do? Yeah. So Because, yeah. you know, he did a big thing. He was a good doctor and stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, initially, when you said Dr. Slaughter, I thought that was like a slaughterhouse. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I was like, what? I, I better read this before I say any more. But, um, um, but this Dr. Slaughter was before. Yeah, it's just a right? coincidence. Yeah. Name. He was he, he okay. built a house in the 30s. So this ha- didn't happen until 85. Was, yeah, that guy was a good guy. But, yeah. you know, everything that happened okay. since. Okay. But interesting. So, uh, well, Amy, you know that like high EMF readings, which is electromagnetic fields, will cause you to feel sick, nauseous, like you're going to throw up. So, if there's like entities that are there, um, that could make you sick. Yeah, I, I, it was weird because we had a nice prime rib dinner and I'm eating, and, and my friend brought a, a cannoli cake and we were just eating. And it, I ate good, and I felt good, and all of a sudden my eye just started blowing up. It was weird. Like I got really infected. And then all of a sudden I just felt chills and nauseated. Yeah, nauseated. I just, I like, I got sicker than that. Like I changed from night to day, and they started playing games, and, and I was trying to like have fun, but I just felt myself like getting sicker and sicker. So, and I, and I know viruses are everywhere, but it just, I don't know. Like I said, I just had this urge, like leave to leave. It's like, I wanted to stay up. It was new year's Eve. I wanted to stay up and, you know, you know, welcome the new year with everybody else. And I was like the fuddy dead cause I was getting sick. Um, but yeah, definitely when Alicia told me, um, I, I knew as, you know, there was something going on. And then when she did the research, I was like, no freaking way. Yeah, I thought it was all a lie, so, but, but that- I believe in that stuff. I definitely do. And I, I know our mind plays tricks on us, but like you said, with paranormal activity, um, you know, I mean, there's possibilities. I mean, this earth is just, you know, filled with a lot of things we don't know about, you know. So. That's true. And you, you know what? This girl would probably benefit the one that posted it on the Airbnb. She'd probably benefit a lot but, if she posted it as living or stay in a haunted house. Right. So it's funny because my nephew goes, I've been here before. And I was like, you're lying. He's like, no, I, um, there was a, a judge that died and they, they couldn't hit all the people over there. So, you know, he didn't have a yeah. church to go they had to. A wake. So, they had a so wake they there. had the wake. They brought there. the body in there. They had and, wakes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, okay. So they've had weddings. It's creepier. There. Creepier. Yeah, weddings. They've wakes. had weddings. But I, so it was another business before this. It was an Airbnb or not Airbnb. It was a bed and breakfast. And the only thing I found it was, I forget what it was called. This is the only thing. And the lady swear she saw one lady that she did a review said she saw a ghost there. That's the only thing, other thing uh, that I found. See, next time, I guess the, the, the moral of the story is check it out before you go. But no, I, did, I didn't find all this out till later, though. So yeah, I was like, so, yeah. you know, it was creepy. Later on, I looked and all these other big houses came out. It was so weird. Like it was meant for us to go to that house yeah, and yeah. experience something. But I don't know. Yeah. It's freaky. That's crazy. My friend Adam is listening and I don't, he hasn't. What are your thoughts? The only thought that I had is I was wondering, you were talking about the, you were saying it's happy pod and died. Like what, or something like that. I was just wondering if maybe some of the energy got trapped because I hear sometimes energy can get trapped and there can be loops of traumatic energy that happens at a place. And so it might not necessarily be an entity, but it could be like trapped energy of something bad that happened. Yeah, that that could have been that. But I mean, it's like, you never know because how did that window open? You know, it's like, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. There's a, it's really hard to tell, yeah. but, but I've heard so, that same thing. And I've always wondered, that's why I went back to like what she wasn't, she wasn't killed there, but I remember reading some stuff that they talked about that exactly played the music yes. and played the music and that things that were happening to cover that situation. But I'll, it all makes sense now what yeah. happened after knowing what and happened Aaron, after. Aaron having that downloaded music and a static came through, like it was a radio, like almost a transistor radio on his phone. That's doesn't happen. No, that you know? doesn't happen. So I don't know. No, and they can manipulate like spirits and that kind of thing can manipulate like electronic devices. 
you know, so that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Right. Just, he, I think it kind of threw Aaron off, but they didn't really come together with all these stories until after. Yeah. That was like um, end of February. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. When Leisha was like, Leisha, you left. I thought you were staying the next day. She's like, she wanted the heck out of there. And you know, she was okay when she got home. Definitely. So you know. were you planning on staying there, Amy? Or well, she had invited like... me to stay. And then uh, we got a good deal on a bed and breakfast nearby. So we were actually staying a little closer to the university. And I thought, well, you know, it'd be nice to have a bed. I'd really never stayed in a bed and breakfast before. So we ended up staying there. But Leisha was like kind of wanting me to. And I was kind of like, no, I kind of want to stay in this bed and breakfast. And thank goodness I did. I ended up just going to that bed and breakfast being sick and, you know, have good food. But I really didn't get to enjoy it because, you know, I was sick. But um, I went home and got even sicker. Um, but, yeah, definitely, um, you know, slowly she was telling me stuff. And then the more research she, that Jeremiah had found out, because he had to go down to uh, the county records and get them. And uh, once he got that, then it was really, it was really um, real. Um, it was very scary. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. For people like me who always have loved stuff like that, now that it's yeah. happened. Yeah, no, Leisha's, always, Leisha's always no, been too. Leisha loves the, the scary things. She's always been into that, but I think this one got her. I always thought I'd see something, but I never saw anything. And I, I think I would have freaked out more if I did, but feeling it was just as bad. It was so horrible. Yeah. It's just hard to describe. <laughs> yeah, see, I've had, I've had experiences too, but um, uh, usually the ones I've had haven't been really dark. They've been more just like um, things that are just kind of like wake you up and kind of like, whoa, what was that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Well, anyways, I'm going to have to do my research because I really want to, like, read up on this place now. Yeah. But you guys want to hear the one that I researched? Yes, let's hear. Okay. So I haven't, I haven't had an experience at this place, but it's some place that I've known about for a really long time. And they've had episodes on like ghost hunters that they've gone to this location, um, ghost adventures, which is a little more dark. Um, they've gone there too, or they have, yeah, they've gone there too. So what I want to tell you guys about is the Myrtle plantation. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Where's it at? So it is in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Okay. And one of my favorite places to travel is Louisiana. And it's beautiful. It's got like a rich and dark history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the voodoo and that kind of thing that goes on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Myrtle's Plantation. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So the Myrtle's Plantation um, was a plantation that was built. Let me see. When was it built? It was built in... 1796 so it's really really old okay um there's a lot of legends mysteries um, myths and facts that came out of um the myrtle plantation so one of them was the fact uh, there was a uh they call her chloe and chloe was a young black slave who was imprisoned at myrtle plantation in the 1800s and she was said to be the mistress of the owner of the plantation so how the legend goes is um, she tried to poison her owner because she was being enslaved by him. Um, so she made a cake laced with oleander. So oleander, you know, oleander are those big old plants that are, they put on the freeway. They'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're very poisonous. What happened is two of the children, I guess they were the children of the owner. Um, two of the children got to the cake first and they decided that they were going to eat the cake. So they ate the cake and both children were found dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, um, 
they did blame it on Chloe because they knew that Chloe was making the cake. So they assumed that the kids had been poisoned. It was never confirmed if the kids had been poisoned or not. So anyways, so Chloe was then hanged in front of the house um, for the murder of the two children. So that's a big legend. So there's been pictures and there's been like people have seen this like black um she was black they've seen um her walking around this plantation okay they've also seen um two children that are very like vocal and they like to like tug on things and they like to play and they've seen two children at the property but the property itself I think has been known to have at least 17 people, 17 entities um, wow, that, that have been seen. Wow, that sounds like the um, house in San Jose, the Winchester home. Oh, yeah, that too. That, that has a lot, really a lot of good there. Yeah. So um, it is now, um, it is a bed and breakfast. And the cool thing about it is that um, they also do tours. They do weddings, kind of like what you guys were saying about the Oklahoma house. Um, you can do, uh, you can rent it out. You can have weddings. You can have um, like gatherings. It's, it's, it's a big plantation. So they have like, I think it's like 15 or 16 like um, buildings on this plantation. So they've got like a little lake and they've got the main house and they've got the, um, the slave quarters and they've got just all of this stuff. So um, they've got a courtyard Anyways, they have a lot of buildings, but that's the story. Um, and I would really like to stay there. Like if you really? were to go, I would, I would love it. Oh my gosh. So Stop if me. You go, <laughs> I'm a chicken. Yeah. So if you go to uh, Myrtle, the Myrtle Plantation, like website, you can see like all the rooms, how beautiful they are and they're beautiful. They're all like, you know, got that period, like, um, like furniture and like, the decorations and it's just gorgeous and they're really expensive actually so they have like all these different rooms and I think the 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 one that I looked at was three hundred dollars a night for one room 290 yeah oh mm-hmm. wow would you stay like in the Lizzie yeah. Borden house like if you you know for you know if they let you stay there all night for free I would totally stay in Lizzie would you Borden really house. oh my gosh I would not but <laughs> what about the one that was in the shining would you stay in that the one? shining house no Oh yeah, hotel. so that's in the big hotel. So that's in Estes, yeah, Estes Park, Park, Colorado. Colorado. Where's that at? What state? Oh, it's in Colorado. It's in Colorado. So, would you stay there? I would. my friend's been there before, but it's really hard to get. I guess the room that's supposed to be quite haunted. <gasps> so, did you know that, like, when Stephen King was writing The Shining, like it was he went there and stayed in that hotel. It's about that hotel, Ooh. and he stayed in. I can't remember what floor it is, but he talked about that and how he stayed in the most haunted room and the experiences that he had were actually some of the ones that were in the movie. Oh, oh I'm getting chills now. All right. I'm scared. It's just creepy like that though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you guys have a chance, go look at the Myrtle wow. Plantation. I will. It's, so we're it's gonna look it up. amazing. Yeah, definitely. Lisa's looking it up right now. So, uh, yeah. so, so many, uh, you know, places all over, um, I mean, all over the world, but the United States has some rich history. And, um, oh yeah haunted stories and the legends and stuff and you know the experiences and i don't know i mean so you amy you wouldn't stay in a place no. if you're with people no. okay no okay. i would not I just, alicia would you 
I used to want to, but I don't know. I'm, I'm like confused now because it's like, it was such a scary thing that you, no matter what anybody did, it, it could, it didn't make me feel better. Yeah. And I don't think that oh, feeling yeah. of not being able to, yeah. to get like to a safe place. Yeah. Almost. You have to have a lot of guts, you know, and, and me, sometimes I just don't, I mean, I know these things are, you know, they happen, but I just, sometimes I just don't want to go seek them out. Cause I'm just like, my life's pretty chill. I don't need to get scared. My kids scare me. You and, know? and since then, it's like, it's made me think that I, I always knew there was something, but I always waited for an experience. I was like, this is cool, you know? And then it's like, no, now I'm like, I don't want to be a part of it. The difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a lot so, of experiences at the Burgundies. Oh, yeah. So we used to, for everybody that, we used to work at a place together and, um, it had some crazy hauntings also. Yeah, yes, it, I know. It sure did. And <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is since I've moved, you know, I, I end up buying a house and, you know, there's orchards and, you know, you hear noises and stuff like that and creakings and stuff. But I never had any experiences like I did when I lived there and worked there. And um, I tell you, um, I definitely don't go seeking them out. Um, definitely. And there was a lot of, you know, strange incidences that other people had reported to me that lived there. And they would come and I would just kind of smile. And sometimes my hair would stand up on my arms when they would tell me stories. And um, I think my favorite story is the one where um, Angelica uh, was hearing those tapping noises. And it was a tat, 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 tat. And she said, you know, can you please tell the, the lady who lives upstairs to stop typing? It sounds like an old typewriter. So I called the people upstairs and said, Hey, you know, your daughter, I know she's going to college, you know, is she typing? And she goes, yeah, she has a laptop, but it doesn't make any noise. So I turned around and I, you know, called the, the person downstairs on Helica. And I told her, I said, and Helica, I said, um, where are you hearing the noise? And she, is it the front of the house where the water heater might be, you know, bubbling or whatever? And she said, no, it's in the back of the house. I said, Oh, well, what room? She said, well, it's the back room. And in the back room was that the place of a man who had blown up his work and shot a man there and killed him, set the place on fire and then goes outside of the break room and kills himself. He lived in that same unit. And in that back room, he had a Morse code tap on his roll desk. And like, Oh my gosh. I remember. Yeah. Okay. I have chills right now. Yeah. I remember and that. that noise she heard was tap, 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 like a Morse code tap. And that guy was into ham radios. He had point up the ceiling that. gap. So can you, so, 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 you know, they, you know, had a couple of incidences after that with, you know, just things that they were kind of, you know, playing tricks on them, like um, the microwave going off, like electricity going off, um, you know, different little incidences where um, they decided they wanted to move. Um, it was just too many. And then after they left, somebody else moved in and he had just gone through a divorce and he told me um, I'm having a lot of problems and since I've moved in this, this house, this unit, um, I feel very angry. I feel mad. And I just like, I don't care. And um, I said, well, you need to, you know, put your music down because you're disturbing the neighbors. And he said, I'll work on it. And he goes, did something happen in this apartment? And I said, no, nothing happened in this apartment. And like your friend Adam just said, uh, energy, that guy who lived there did not commit the murders mm -hmm. there. He did not kill himself there, but the energy was trapped. That's what my, my feeling was on there, you know, so. And that's crazy because I remember when that incident happened and I remember going into his unit, like with all this stuff there, I remember the, the Christmas tree. I remember the presents like that were there because it wasn't even Christmas. Yeah. He had opened up um, the presents from the year before 
And it's like he was, you know, they just sat there and he had opened him up and then he decided to, you know, go back to a place where he was fired and um, kill everybody there. And he went looking for his boss and his boss was hiding underneath the desk and they were all calling 911. And the guy who confronted him because it was major, majorly OCD and his things would touch his and he would say, what's your problem? You know, are, are you sick? Are you mental? Are you crazy? And when he got fired because everyone was afraid to confront him except for this guy, he came back for this guy and, and shot him and, and killed him. He had a, two small kids and a wife. And uh, matter of fact, I made I may just made a cake recently for a guy who was actually there that day he was killed. And he goes, you know, I heard that you had worked at the place where he lived. I said, oh, yeah, CNN, Fox News, all those people, MNC, MNC, NBC was there. Um, I'll remember all those news people were there. I do. Came I do. And I asked them, you know, just leave. It didn't happen here. You know, I, you know, I rent a property and um, we have lots of, you know, different properties and, you know, it's not good exposure. It didn't happen here. I don't know what you guys want me to tell me, tell you that there was a shrine or he was some kind of voodoo guy, but he was just a guy who was obviously disturbed. And um, yes, he was strange. Now that I go back to look at it, um, you know, the, 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 you know, how he was OCD and stuff, but um, it was like one of those things. There's many people you pass through on a daily basis that are kind of strange and you kind of think, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, (laughs) so you just never know who you're living next to. Yeah. Well, I remember that energy in that unit. It was awful. Yeah, it was bad. Maybe I remember I made you, his brother came. I do. And, I mean, we come to the unit. He came at night. He flew in from um, out of out of the East Coast, mm-hmm. and he got there. And when he walked through the door, my mouth dropped. I chills went up my spine because the brother looked just like his brother, right? Just like him. And you know, he just looked. But I remember when he smiled, I knew he was normal because the other one had like a more of a scary smile. The the brother that had killed himself and committed that murder, but his brother was so nice. And he, he I remember he gave us everything to the apartment. And everybody wanted something. He had a lot of new stuff in boxes. And and I remember, you know, he's like, keep whatever you want. I'm taking his ham radios in his car. You guys keep whatever you want. And I remember the, all the staff was like, all right, you know, everybody taking things. And I remember telling, you know, my ex-husband, don't take anything. I don't want anything. I just feel like it's, you know, not a good thing to do. And he had brand new groceries like beer and stuff like that. And I remember he brought them to my refrigerator and I freaked out. I would not touch it. I would not eat it. And slowly, you know, like people were like the maintenance guys were taking the tables, the chairs. And remember how they told you that to link to those items, they felt like something was wrong in the unit. And when they threw those items out, they no longer had that heavy feeling in their, their, their units anymore. Do you remember those stories? I do. And I actually got like one of his, like, uh, it, it was like a small, like little table. It was tiny. It was a small little table and I ended up throwing it away. Yeah. And you just were like happy riddance kind of you know thing yeah um I just remember like he had a brand new tv in a box and my ex had brought that in because I didn't want anything so he brought it in he's like come on you know it's brand new and so we put it in the bedroom and it was around the time the ring came out remember the movie the ring and that girl climbs on the tv that one always freaked me out that movie that part just freaked me out so I would not watch that tv I did not looking at that tv and I remember we end up getting I think we end up getting broken into and they that's the first thing they stole was the tv and I was like huh hallelujah that tv is gone yeah somebody's got a tv they tried stealing our big tv but they end up dropping it breaking it because it was too heavy but yeah i think there was just so many things that i was glad that was gone from his unit i think it was just a very uh, he was a very disturbed man and um it was really sad because the family remember how nice they were to us i do They they were really kind and they sent me a card and everything 
and uh, his parents were really, really old and they were just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. It's like he got fired and he went nuts. He went postal. That's yeah. exactly what he did. So, but yeah, I think those, those uh, paranormal experiences that you've had, I mean, you can't really, you know, you can say your mind's playing tricks on you, but you know, you feel things, you see things. How do you explain them? You know? Exactly. Well, this is a fun topic. I like to hear about your experiences. I'm glad I got to tell you about Myrtle's Plantation. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to look it up. and uh, I, 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 We didn't hear much from Adam, though. <laughs> Sorry, I know. Adam. I'm just going to do commentary, and I, uh, I guess I only have one comment, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, it was still fun. It, well, are and, you a believer? Um... Are you a believer, Adam? Is that what you are? <laughs> Oh, in, in ghosts and paranormal yeah. stuff? Yeah, energy. Yeah, I, 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 I've never personally experienced one, but I definitely believe that there's got to be stuff, you know, there's, yeah, for sure. So That's awesome. I'm a believer. Yeah, hopefully you cool. have that experience. Not a bad one, anyways. <laughs> not a bad one. I've had a lot of other experiences, just not with ghosts. Yeah, so. yeah. I, <laughs> it might be a good thing. Definitely. It might be a good thing. Sometimes they're unexpected. And you're just like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, hey, thanks, Alicia, for being on our podcast today. No worries. And um, I guess we'll all talk to you on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. The Pod Project is a Small Fry production, so be sure to look for us on Instagram and Facebook at The Pod Project, a podcast.